are live for part two. Part two is here. We are back. Um, we are back. Quick, quick snack break. Quick um, snack break. I didn't refill because <laughs> I'm already way deep into the swine. Well, you're going to need a little more drinks. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. So if you guys did not, if you're just joining... Uh, this is part two of our previous podcast. So you're definitely going to want to yep. go back and listen yep. um, to the first half of the story. It's awesome. Yep. So do we want to do any news for this? Um, I mean, I don't really have anything like new to talk about other than I was super hangry and uh, <laughs> had to take a break and had a nervous meltdown, but that's about it. Okay. Uh, we should talk about our sponsor. Oh, yeah. We should talk about our sponsor again. Yes. Um, I'll let you start. I'm actually going to go right to their Instagram page just so I can kind of talk it. about what they've got going on currently. So. Yes. so we have a new sponsor. We are sponsored by Color Up. Um, it is a CBD company and they create like CBD skincare. They also have CBD dog treats, like tinctures that you can put under your tongue. Um, yeah, so they sent us a whole line of skincare. We are super excited to use it. Um, yes. And if you are interested in using it as well, we do have a discount code. It is Sinister20 to get you 20% off of your order so you can check them out on their instagram yes so color up cbd is their instagram mm -hmm. they are um oncology safe they are cruelty free and lab tested on the last podcast i talked about the droplets i'm so excited to yes. get to have um, I am so behind CBD droplets for anxiety. Obviously, consult your doctor. Um, I'm not a medical professional. I'm not a professional in any aspect by any <laughs> means. But they helped me so much. So I'm so excited to get to use like a local. I mean, they're local to Colorado, but a local yeah. brand. Of CBD, um, yeah. Looking at their. So if you're looking for them on Instagram, at ColorUp. CBD and they've got like a little uh, triangle symbol, but mm -hmm. they offer an entire line of skincare, a ton of products. So support the podcast and this company yeah. by using our promo code. We're so, yes. I just can't believe this, that we've yeah. already got this going. Yes. Sinister 20, if you forgot. Yes. Awesome. So, well, let me do the disclaimer real quick for part two, and then we will just dive right in. All right. Um, so our videos and podcasts are for entertainment purposes. All information discussed was found on the internet. Keep in mind, we will talk all things sinister that may not be suitable for all, all audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Ooh. And... Yeah. As far as our something spiked, I'm still on. It, the rest is in my glass, but yeah, I'm still exactly. on this total rose Pinot Noir. Yep, I am on that Tempranillo still. Yes, and the um, drinking word is pig. For yeah. people following along over the age of 21 who want to yes. join in, pig is the word, and it is effective. 
<laughs> it's effective. So hence why uh, most of our wine is already gone and we've already yeah. almost drank a whole bottle, but you know, yes. it's all good. We need it for the story. Ooh, I'm so so we are talking about Robert Picton. Um, so part one was talking about, you know, like his childhood, what he went through as a child, his early like murders or whatever. Now we are picking up into a little more of the detail of the murders. And then, of course, like, if and how he gets caught. Yes. Let's right. get into it. Yep. So we are in, in this time frame, we are in the 90s. So we are in, like, 1995, 96, 97. Um, you know, last we had stated in 95, he killed four women. Um, and again, his motive was always the same. He would pick up sex workers. Most of them were drug addicts. He would take them back, you know, to the farm, perform sex acts, and then he would end up killing them. That's just what he would do. Um, it yep. does get a little more, like, intriguing and a little more involved than just having sex and killing them. But um, I want to talk, talk about one sex worker that ended up surviving, and her name was Tracy Bunyan. Um, Wait, that, that was I, I feel like you always bring out people with the worst names. You know, I know, but I got to find the people that have interesting names and interesting stories, so. <laughs> Bunyan, yikes. I know, that would kind of suck. But anyway, she was a prostitute. She was picked up by Willie. In the low track area. So again, um, the east downtown side of Vancouver. And, uh, you know, he always picked up his women there. These poor women, you know, they should have known better. But anyway, picked her up. She went back to the farm, did the whole deed, whatever the case may be. And she was able to tell detectives, you know, these details after he was caught. Um <laughs> Actually, you know, I mean, she did kind of talk a little bit about it before he was caught, but she told mo most of the details after he was caught in 2002. Um, she described how filthy the trailer was and how filthy the farm was and the horrendous smell of the trailer. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. So um, she also told detectives that whenever she was in the trailer that she noticed a bunch of women's clothing shoes purses right and at this time you know tanya his friend was no longer living with him so no woman was living there so she kind of thought this this was weird right yeah maybe however right however you know she does the deed you know they get done she's getting dressed she puts her blouse on or whatnot and next thing she knows willie just starts freaking out and he's, you know, telling her that she stole his wallet. And she's like, bitch, he's like, bitch, give me my wallet. And she's like, I didn't steal your wallet. And he's like, yeah, you did. And he pulls out a knife and he cuts off the buttons on her blouse. Like, wow, whoop. accuracy. Right. And I mean, he did slaughter animals, but um, she just calmly looks at him, walks out the trailer, out into the yard where his truck was. She's standing there waiting for him to drive her back to Vancouver. So she gets in the in the truck with him. 
right? Mm-hmm. They're no, he no longer thinks that, you know, she stole from him. And apparently she wasn't the one that he wanted to kill that night. So he drives her back to Vancouver, you know, to the area where he picked her up at. And on the truck drive back to Vancouver, this was about a 30 minute drive. He's talking about how he likes to pick up sex workers and help them kick their drug habit. And he's saying, you know, I'll pick them up and I'll bring them back to the farm and I'll help them kick their drug habit. But however, if they don't kick it, like if they don't kick this drug habit, then they don't deserve to live and they're better off dead. Love that. I love that coming from a murderer. Right. (laughs) You don't get your shit together. I'll get it together for you by committing another crime. Exactly. And this was just like another, another side of him, like having to be in control. Right. So another Scorpio trait I said at the beginning, he's constantly in control. Yeah. Right. So, you know, she lived, and of course she told, like, all the other sex workers, like, hey, watch out for this guy, he's a psycho, um, you know, type of thing. But, uh, you know, what's funny is he hated sex workers so bad, and he hated drug addicts so bad, especially drug addict women that were sex workers. But then again, he also had, like, women friends that were drug addicts. His brother apparently did drugs. He would have parties where a lot of people were doing drugs and he was supplying the drugs. So it was just a weird dynamic. It was like just picking and choosing who he likes and who he doesn't like. So And the whole hating sex workers has to come from some sort of insecurity in himself for wanting it so bad, maybe. Right. That he hated himself for wanting that, and so therefore Mm -hmm. he hated these people. Mm -hmm. Like, there's got to be some sort of psychology. Psychologists, leave a comment. Let us know. Yeah, let us know what you think. I mean, I truly think it stems from his mother. Maybe, I mean, I didn't say that his mom was a sex worker, but... You know, uh, there's something weird there where it stems from his mother. And, I mean, again, it said that she didn't molest him, but maybe something happened. I don't know. Yeah, or or just the obsession. Maybe there's some, like, hatred yeah. for women, some control right. issues there. Right. Something. I know. So, this was, like, 95, 96. So, fast forward to three years in 1998. Another woman survived Robert Picton. Uh, Willie picked in Sandra Ringwald. Ringwald. Gosh, that's the name. Um, <laughs> Sandra. <laughs> Sandra survived. Um, again, another sex worker in that same area, downtown Van- East Vancouver. Um, now, when Willie approached her, you know, driving by her, she was very weary about going with him because, again, he just had like a bad rap. Like people said, don't go with him. He's violent. He's crazy. He's smelly. But- yeah, he smells like shit, like pig shit. <laughs> Drink. Oh, wait, wait, did we already say that? The drinking word? Pig, yeah. <laughs> Just want to make sure everyone's on my level. <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, she didn't really want to go with them, but... Sandra needed some money and 
you know, I don't know how much she said, like, for the full thing, like, 40 bucks and I'm all yours. He came back and tripled her offer and said, well, I'll give you $120 if you come out to the farm. And, and I'll buy you drugs. Whatever you want, I'll buy. You'll have it there. You'll have a good fucking time. So she's like, hell yeah. You know, they say this guy's all bad. He's giving me 120 bucks, you know, compared to 40 And he's giving me drugs. So it was an offer that she could not refuse. Right. So she goes out to the farm. They do the deal. She's getting dressed. He paid her. Um, She asked him if she could use his phone and phone book because she needed to look up the number to the motel that her pimp was staying at. Okay. So he's like, sure. Gives her the phone back. Here's the phone. She's looking through the phone book, you know, trying to find this motel so she can call, you know, her pimp saying like, hey, I'm going to be late because I'm out in BFE, right? And he comes up behind her and he cuffs her and he starts to grab one hand and she starts fighting. She's cuffed in one hand, but not cuffed in the other. And she's fighting him and they're wrestling back and forth and she sees on the counter that there's a knife, like a butcher knife. She grabs the butcher knife. She like is swinging it, and it slight like slices his throat. Doesn't oh. fully like slit it, but cuts yeah. his throat. And then she ends up like stabbing him in the face. <laughs> yeah, and so this girl's fighting for her life, and apparently it like scraped off some bone in his jaw. And he ended up, like, losing a couple of teeth where the knife had hit. Oh, my God. His teeth were probably brittle because, I mean, if he didn't shower or change his clothes, I doubt he fucking brushed his teeth. But, um, anyway, so they're fighting, and somehow they make it outside of the trailer, and he gets the knife and stabs her in the stomach twice. Mm. Yeah. And she's, like, wrestling to get away. Her intestines are hanging out of her stomach, protruding out of her stomach. He, like, collapses on the ground because he's lost so much blood. She runs to the street and runs to two different neighbors' houses, banging on the door. Nobody answers. And thank God a car drove by, and she flags him down. They take her to the hospital. As they're leaving, you know, and driving to the hospital, she points at Robert Picton's farm and says, if I die, this is the man who did this to me. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, makes it to the hospital, ends up living. Um, The couple tells the police what happened. The police haul over to Picton's, you know, Willie's house. Find him in his front yard, bleeding to to death, almost dead. Takes him to the hospital, charge him with attempted murder. But Sandra doesn't show up for the trial months later because she's terrified. And in the meantime, you know Willie Picton is a millionaire. He has the right. best attorney. Right. He is hiring PIs to constantly follow her to harass her. She's terrified. So she doesn't show up for court. So all of the charges were dropped. Wow. How is that? 
Ah, yeah, man. Yeah, this was in 1998. So it's like, I don't blame you for not being able to show up. Yeah. But knowing that this guy is going to fully get away with it. Oh, that's I mean, like he's been getting away with this since, you know, the first woman called in in 1984. So right we're now in 1998, it's just unbelievable. 14 mm. years later, and he doesn't even get caught until 2002. So four <sighs> years after this. Crazy. Yeah. So... Sandra, you know, was a sex worker, obviously tells, you know, all the other sex workers, like, hey, I almost died, like, watch out for this guy. However, in the meantime, Willie had a good friend named Gina. Gina was a former sex worker, knew all the girls, and while Sandra and other women were saying the bad, the bad things about Willie... Gina was like, no, he's a great guy. These women are crazy. There's absolutely no way, um, you know, that he could do any of this. He pays triple the amount of money just to have fun, just to have sex parties. So she's hiring women to bring back to Willie's so he can kill. Oh, my God. Yeah. A conspiracy. A conspiracy. She's basically a female pimp. She's basically a female bitch. <laughs> that too. Yeah. That's awful. Yeah, like she knows. She knew what was going on. Man. And can I thought Canadians were good people. I know. Right? So what's also crazy is at this time, I think it said there were like 48 or 49 women sex workers that were missing 49 sex workers that were missing and you can google the picture and there's a picture of 49 women wow. i think it's 48 or 49 um i'm just gonna say 49 women on this picture and there's individual like pictures of them saying that they are missing and if you know anything you know to call the vancouver police department whatever yeah so Gina knew most of these women. I think it said that she knew like 32 out of the 49 women. Ooh. Like knew them personally. Yeah. So that just gives you, you know, a number of how, you know, she was working with him. Right. So in February of 1999, this is like a random like tidbit. But there was a random salesman. He was like taking a break from work, walking down um, this field, walked down to like a swampy pond to get some water to like rinse off his car or some bullshit. And he sees half of a human skull like washed up on the bank, right? Half of a human skull. Like, are we talking yep. like the top half? I think it's like the half, like, like vertically, half. yeah. Like, he could tell it was a human skull, that's basically. Terrifying. So, well, that's why I was asking. That's terrifying. Because, like, you see the top of a head, and, like, that could be a lot a of rock. things. But well, you and see, you like... Even, yeah, you could even think it was a rock, but he instantly knew it was a human skull. So, based off of what I read, it probably had, like, teeth, you know, and whatever. Yikes. So, he goes about his business, 
doesn't actually call the police until the next day. And I researched this. He was like a former criminal too. So um, he was kind of like freaked out and didn't want anything to come back on him. But right. ends up calling the police and the police, you know, go and they pick up the skull and where they picked it up was kind of down the road from the Pictum farm. Well, they determined that this skull, like this person, they determined it was a woman, um, but determined that she had been dead or the skull had been outside, you know, of her body for at least a couple of years. And they also determined by how it decomposed that it was in a freezer for some time. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Crazy. So apparently he would, you know, decapitate not only animals, but women. And there's a story about whenever he was a young teenager, he not only did he buy that calf, but he also bought, you know, a colt, like a, a little pony, like a little horse. Okay. And I know. When you first said he bought a colt, I was like, wow, he bought like a group of, like he bought like a colt, like a group of people. <laughs> no. No, like a baby horse. Yes, yes, I'm with you um, now. So, and he loved this horse. It was like a pet to him, right? Dad didn't kill it, but the the horse ended up like getting sick. And so, anyway, um, long story short, he decapitated the horse, like whenever the horse died, and mm -hmm. ended up taking it to a, um, what are they called? A taxidermist. To get it, like, stuffed. And he mounted the head of the horse, like, on his wall. <laughs> yeah. But before he took it to the taxidermist, apparently he had put it in the freezer. And he did this at a young age. So, you know, as a teenager. So this just tells you, like, this is something that oh, he does. Oh, ew. Yeah. What? Mm hmm And you're just going to look at that every day? No. No. I know. Gross. Yeah. So, uh, okay, where am I at? So, 1999, you know, we're, we talked about, you know, that salesman, that kind of one-off story. Nothing ever came about it that it was linked to Robert Picton's house or the Picton farm until later, whenever they determined, you know, what he actually did. So, the police, like, investigated it or whatever, um, and determined that it was a sex worker, but honestly, they didn't really care. So all of these, which is sad, like no. they had so many opportunities and we're going to talk a little bit more about that in a second. They had so many opportunities to arrest Willie, so many opportunities and they yeah. just did it because and number like, one, they had money. Yeah. Regardless of how you feel about sex workers, this is a murderer. Someone is murdering people. Right. So I know. I just don't see how that takes priority over, oh, well, she was a sex worker. Right. Or a drug addict. Right. It's sad. It's, yeah. It's awful. It's a sad deal. Um, so, you know, a couple months later, and I don't even think it was a couple months later, I think it was around the same time, one of Willie's employees his name was bill hiscox he had been suspicious of his boss and he had you know communicated to his friends and stuff that like 
where I work is super creepy and my boss is a fucking weirdo. Um, I just get really eerie vibes and it's just really weird. So he also had known that Willie was addicted to sex and addicted to sex workers because he constantly would brag about, you know, all the women he was able to buy and bring back and stuff like that. Right. Mm -hmm. So Bill kind of put two and two together and he was like, well, there's like 50 sex workers that have gone missing and my boss is addicted to sex workers and this is where he gets them and this is the area that they've gone missing. So he decides to go to the police and I'm talking about 99. He also went to the police the year before and 98. So he went to the police twice The first time he went to the police and then he continued to work for Willie. And then the second time, you know, he ended up quitting. But Bill said that Willie would joke around about some pretty sinister stuff of how to get rid of a body. And he would tell his employees that, you know, his meat grinder was able to grind down the bones of pigs. And if they ever needed to get rid of a body bring the body over and this is where they could get rid of the body. Oh my God, dude, you're an idiot. I know. So Bill, I mean, kind of, but Bill goes and tells the police this and they don't do anything about it initially in 98. He then goes back in 99 and he also said that him and a coworker had seen women's belongings throughout the farm. They saw purses, they saw clothes, they saw jewelry, you know, shoes, whatever. Um, Other areas that he said that he, or other things that he said, you know, to the police was that he believed that Willie was serving human meat at Piggy's Palace. So during these (laughs) events, yeah, we got a drink. During these events that he would hold, you know, for friends or gangs or police or local officials or whatever, he would also serve, you know, meat because he was a farmer. He had access to all this meat. And what a great way to get rid of your evidence. Yeah. What a great way to get rid of that. Right. I mean, if you think about it, like... People aren't going to know because, I mean, I would say most people don't eat human meat. Wait, Um, you've never tried human meat? (laughs) No. You don't know what that tastes like? It tastes like chicken. (laughs) I don't know about that. Um, But but no, no, you're absolutely right. People aren't going to know. Yeah, they might say like, oh, this tastes weird or, you know, something, but they're not going to know any better. And it's all free. They're getting free alcohol, free drugs, free everything, like you're going to really complain about the food? Probably yeah, not. Exactly. One lady from, you know, this town, uh, Coquitlam, said that she swears she got hepatitis from Willie's uh, bar, from the Piggy Palace, from food. She swears she got it, which she could have because she's eating a ground-up sex worker that's probably an IV drug user or drug addict in some way that could potentially have hepatitis. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is awful. Yeah. So 
you know, it's just crazy because Bill tells, you know, the police all of this. He's like, he goes back in 99 and he's like, listen, like, you've got to go out there. The police are like, okay, we promise we'll go out there. We'll follow up. We'll let you know if we find anything. So the police go out there. They question Willie. Of course, he denies it all. And he's like, look, you can even search my farm if you want to, but you're not going to find anything. The police never searched. Never searched with all that information. Was it just his confidence? Like, I mean, I think it's just, no, I think it's just, he was a well-respected person in the community. And so they just still, after many accusations, didn't believe it. Mm. Yeah, I know. This guy has had so, these countless opportunities to get caught. Yeah. And his status has saved him every single time. Every time. Status and money. Yeah. Crazy. I know. So, um, also in 99, so again, 99 was a really busy year. There was a lead investigator named Kim Rosmo. Now, he is known for developing um, geographic profiling. So, being able to profile, like, how a serial killer, um, you know, kills in a surface a certain geographical area, right? Okay. Hmm. So he's the one who created this technique. And he will find patterns in these unsolved crimes, you know, to pinpoint who it is that's, you know, portraying these events or whatever. So he developed this theory that there was obviously a serial killer preying on these women in the low-track area, you know, these sex workers, and said, we need to be staking out this area and see who keeps coming back. He also told his boss, so he took this theory to his boss and also told his boss, all these women are calling in saying that it's Willie Picton. So we, people are at this point, like it's not workers, just, yeah. Just okay. the sex workers and like their friends and family. Okay. But again, like the police don't think they're credible witnesses, right? Right, right. So this detective, Rosmo, takes it to his boss and says, like, hey, we need to look into this. His boss denies it. Instantly says, no, you've got it wrong. These women are just drug addicts. They're probably ODing. We'll find their body when we can. Or, hell, they could have just moved away because they wanted better oh costs on drugs. God. Yeah. Yeah. Man. This department... Ends up firing Rosmo as well because of all of this. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, it's like, again, another something else happened where they could have easily caught him. Yep. Easily caught him, but they didn't. So... What's funny is because the Vancouver Police Department wouldn't do anything about it, America's Most Wanted got involved. <laughs> okay, yeah. and also, just to say this, like, we're in the 90s at this point. Yeah, 1999. Do we have DNA? No. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I'm pretty yeah. sure we did. Yep. That came <laughs> out be like, we did. early, um, mid-90s. So, this would have been a little easier... Yeah, to, to profile. 
to profile and to catch him because that DNA would have been all over that place. Exactly. So they just didn't do anything. No, but America's most wanted for the win. Yeah. Right. So America's most wanted actually did an episode regarding, you know, the 50 missing women in Vancouver, their family and friends just kept reaching out, you know, to, not only the local authorities, um, but then they finally reached out to America's Most Wanted. So they did a story about it, and America's Most Wanted came back and said, we'll give $100,000, you know, for a reward on any leading information. Wow. However, you know, nothing really came about it, um, where, because what happened was America's Most Wanted had to work with the Vancouver Police Department and, you know, the certain jurisdiction, right? Yeah. But they were like, you've got it all wrong. These women are just like leaving, like, or they're ODing. Like, there's not they're just a all killer. just going away. Yeah, right. And apparently, Stupid. the lead, like, police chief, I don't know if that's what they call them in Canada, too, but, or the sergeant or whatnot. Apparently, he even said that, like, at this time, he thought sex workers were the scum of the earth. He's mm-hmm. like, they are not equivalent to people. So, you know, that just kind of tells you that dynamic there as to why it took so long to capture Willie yeah. Picton. Yep. Unfortunate. So unfortunate. Yeah. It's just, like, the story is so crazy because... He wasn't smart. Willie Picton, like, wasn't super smart where he knew every tactic that he could do to get away with things. Right. He just didn't give a shit. And he knew that he had money and he had attorneys and he had the trust in the community and he didn't he care if he messed up. Yeah, he didn't care if he messed up or whatever. Well, and you were saying earlier that you know, even the police force and all these higher-ups, like, hosted events. And, yeah. like, I'm sure he had some major connections. He even did. without being, like, financially... Um, motivated. Motivated. Yeah. He, he yeah. had these people who he could look at them and say, hey, you know me. Yeah. <laughs> Willie, the yeah, big you guy. <laughs> so... Mm-hmm. The big guy. The smelly one. You know, mm-hmm. with the moldy bed. Ew, that's so disgusting. <laughs> um, yeah, so also, okay, so, you know, this is 1999, you know, continuing with 1999, again, a really busy year. One of Willie's friends, uh, Andy Bellwood, ended up working for the farm, but also living with Willie. Um One night, you know, they were bored, and Willie was like, hey, you want to go pick up a hooker? And Andy's like, sure. And so before they go and pick up the hooker, Willie decides to tell Andy his deep, dark secrets about what he likes to do to these women and, you know, his whole motive, right? How he likes to go about it. So he tells Andy... Where he picks them up, you know, in the downtown east side of Vancouver, the low track area. He says that whenever he picks them up, he brings them back to his place. He even told him the details of how he liked to have sex with them. 
how he likes to tie their arms behind their back, whether he uses handcuffs or, you know, like other types of ligatures. Mm -hmm. And he also told him how he liked to kill these women. And most of the time he would strangle these women. And he told Andy this. He also told Andy, this is really graphic, that whenever these, after these women were dead, what he would do to the bodies. He would take the women out to the barn where he would slaughter the pigs. And he would slaughter the women just like he would the pigs. Mm. Yeah, thank God they were already dead. But he would seriously, oh like, my God. slaughter them like you would an animal. That is, that's deep. Yep. He then said he would feed the women to the pigs and then render the bodies of the pigs in the rendering plant. Yeah, which, if you don't know, pigs will literally anything. They will. They will eat anything. anything. And if they're starving, they will eat each other. They really will. Like, pigs are ferocious. Yeah, it's so gross. That's that is why I don't eat pork. I really don't eat pork, hardly ever. Ugh, but I love bacon. Yeah, I'm just I'm a turkey bacon gal. Because of that, did but you? Know I, that? I don't eat a lot of pork. Well, yeah, I know it's just. But it's normally, I'm not picturing the pigs I eat also eating humans, so or themselves. You never know. <laughs> never know. I know, it's so gross. Thanks a lot, Willie. Thanks a lot, Bill. Robert. He also went by Bill, by the way, but Why? he hated that name. So mm-hmm. apparently what I read was Willie was his party name and his fun name to his friends. Mm-hmm. He never went by Robert, but he would go by Bill as his business name. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, Bill. We're all official. I know. Moldy sheets. Ew, and his mullet. Have you ever seen a picture of him? Yes, he, okay. he is trash. Yeah, if you guys should look it up because he is the ultimate creep. <laughs> anyway. All right. So, uh, yeah. So, he tells Andy all about, you know, what he likes to do to these women, sex, kill, after, you know, whatever, how he likes to get rid of their bodies. So, You know, fast forward to another female friend of his. Her name is Lynn. This is also in 1999, and this is a graphic story. Lynn was a drug addict over at the farm. Um, He was like, hey, I want you to find another friend of yours. Let's bring her back, and let's have a party. She's like, all right. So they go down to, you know, the low track area. And she gets one of her friends, you know, who's also a sex worker. She's like, hey, he'll buy us all the drugs, pay you whatever you want. Just come back and let's party with us, right? Goes back. They do their thing. Lynn, uh, it said that Lynn was in the trailer and Willie and this woman were out in the barn. Lynn is just doing drugs, right? Smoking crack, snorting, whatever. And next thing she knows, she hears, like, a really weird sound coming from the woman. So she goes out into the barn, and she sees the woman hanging from the chain that he would hang, like, an animal on to slaughter them. 
This woman at this time, thankfully, was dead. Probably had just died. Um, she looked down on the ground and she saw a big pile of black hair. And she reported to authorities that apparently he would scalp these women as well. Oh my God. Yeah, because he didn't want the hair to get caught in the rendering plant or in any of the meat that he would Which... sell to the community. Oh my God. Oh, I feel like scalping. Out of all of the bodily torture things you can do, scalping is is definitely top ten. Because that and like you're curb still fully, and yeah, well, because you're still alive. Yeah, like you can scalp someone or curb stomp someone, and mm. still survive that. Just be in such immense pain. I mean, more than likely go into shock, but still, like. So when we did the witch doctor in our last episode, I don't know how into detail we went but he scalped a lot of his victims right. and they talked about how you because your skin has so many layers the deeper mm. into the skin layers that you go the more sensitive it is and your skin right. is especially things like you know fingertips or your head like that skin is so incredibly sensitive that the right. pain is mm. more than just like a cut on your forehead it's right or cut on your hands it's like so, intolerable yeah mm, just can't yeah. imagine that's so scary it's so scary and it's just so sick. Like, I mean, I get it because he would have to do it, you know, with animals or whatever. But, yeah. like, women, like, they are not animals. No. Like, in that This sense. was not a necessary practice. No. No. <laughs> so, you know, Lynn walks in. Apparently, she screams and she's screaming at him, like, what are you doing? And he's like, if you tell anybody, I'll do this to you. And so she was scared shitless, didn't yeah. say anything. Um, he ends up, apparently, from what I read, he gave her, like, some money and said, go on a bender, do whatever you want. Um, she went on a bender, she came back, and it said that she was staying with him, you know, from time to time. And um, she came back after a bender. She ends up ODing at his place, yeah. but she lived. Um, he called 911, 911. Had an ambulance come out to save her life, and nobody saw anything suspicious. Nobody said anything suspicious. Why did he spare her? Because he was a caring person about his friends. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Crazy how the Crazy. mind works. Yeah, it really is. Um, you know, but it also goes back to like a Scorpio just being very caring and loving yeah, and thoughtful and yeah, protective. So, and that's what he did. Like his family were those people, his friends. So mm. although he, I had read something that he tried to hire one of his friends to kill her or something and he wanted one of his friends to like inject her with some solution where it would look like she just OD'd. The friend wouldn't do it, but then she actually OD'd and he saved her life. So I don't know. It, it was, it's weird. <laughs> Makes this, sense. Yeah. This man was all over the place. So 
Again, this was 1999, so now we are going to fast forward to 2002, the year that he gets caught. Mm. So, February 6, 2002, police receive a tip that the Picton brothers, so Dave as well, they are involved in dealing illegal guns. Of all things. Of all things. Of all things. Yep, illegal <sighs> guns. So... They receive a warrant, go out to the Picton farm, they arrest the brothers, and while they are searching the property, you know, looking for the guns, not only do they find the guns, but they find a lot of other disturbing items. Um, so it kind of starts out, they find jewelry, they find women's clothes, they find shoes, purses, um, but then they find two key pieces of evidence. Um, one is a, one is a inhaler uh, with a woman's name on it, uh, Serena Abatswe, if I'm saying that right, I hope. Um, another item was a piece of paper with the name Heather Bottomley written on it. And both of these women had gone missing the year prior, so in 2001. Wait, it was just a random piece of paper? It wasn't yep. like... Just a hmm. random piece of paper, Weird. not like a driver's license. Yeah. Just a random piece of paper with her name on it. Hmm. So both of these women were sex workers. And so this kind of got the police thinking like, hmm, well, we have received all these prior tips. Yeah. For the last Remember all 15 those years. Yeah. yeah. Um, maybe we should look into this type of thing right so uh anyway they bring in another team you know to search the rest of the premises which we'll talk a little bit more about what they found um but they end up taking willie back willie and dave back to you know interrogation dave doesn't say anything um actually he ended up blaming the guns from what i read on willie but uh Willie doesn't say a word. They're interrogating him for hours upon hours upon hours. And finally, um, they had also arrested that Andy guy. So the guy that Willie had told about mm -hmm. his deep, dark yeah. secrets and what he liked to do to these women. They had also arrested Andy and they were interrogating Andy. And Andy told him everything. He was like, dude, this guy's a nutcase. This is what he likes to do to women. This is what he Where told you me. been, Andy? Yeah, this is what he told me that he does. Um, I've never seen it, but, you know, apparently this is what he does. And so the police are trying to get Willie to confess or even say anything, and he won't until they play the confession tape from Andy. Play this confession tape, and Willie finally just says, yep, I did it. Oh, yep. my God. Yep. Starts going into detail about victim number one, victim number two, victim number three. And then says, hell, I could have killed 50 women, could have killed 100. I kind of lost count. Just gave so, up. So, yep. Which, I mean, at that point in his life, yeah, you know, he's older in age. It's... You know, he doesn't have a whole, I mean, other than his money and what he's been doing. Like, yeah, he's why like, not? I mean, he's like 53, so he's not terribly old, but yeah. Wow. Yeah. So he confesses. 
Tells him everything. Tells him, you know, he's killed more than 50 women. At this time, they had only searched, like, you know, like his house, or his house, his trailer, the barn, some other areas. Didn't actually, like, search the meat or the rendering plant. They received a tip saying that, again, you know, he was feeding these ground-up women yeah. to the community. So, they go and grab, like, two packaged things of meat. That he was selling to local grocers or local people. They test the meat. And two different women's DNAs were found. Can you imagine? Mm -mm. Okay, so a couple different things here. You ate the meat. Barf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you hear this news and you're like, Shit. I went to that party. Well, fucking Lily picked and served oh, me the wrong meat. <laughs> and then you're the girl who got hepatitis. Yeah. And you're and like, shit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. And Dude. then, okay, aside from people at the parties, I'm, you know, the people who bought the meat. Yeah. Can you imagine how they felt? When they saw this on the news that said, or it's like those, uh, it's like those uh, recall commercials. <laughs> if you were a loved one, a loved one. <laughs> has, a loved one. <laughs> has been to a Robert Picton farm party, you may have been consuming <laughs> you and me and are entitled to financial compensation. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Or if you have shopped at this grocer, this store, this grocer, this store, you may have eaten human meat. So the moral of the story is don't shop local. No, the moral <laughs> of the story is just don't eat pork. Don't eat pork. Because <laughs> they'll eat a human body. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. my. Yikes. Yeah. So, police, I want to talk a little bit more about what they found, too. So... The lab uh, came back and said, you know, throughout the whole property, the farm, the rendering plant, his house, they found the DNA of over 80. Um, sorry. They found the DNA. <laughs> I was like, are you leaving? No, I thought I thought I heard or heard something at the window, but it was just one of the dogs that kind of creeped me out for a minute. Um, <laughs> I'm like, is that the dog? Okay. Anyway, so they found, the lab detected DNA of over 80 women throughout the rendering plant, the farm, his trailer, like a total of over 80 different women. Yep. The forensic team also found bones, hair, teeth, all of that. Okay, but if he wasn't charged on that many people, like, why wasn't he charged on that many people then? Because they couldn't confirm who the DNA was. Oh. Right. Right. Yikes. So, although they had different DNA specimens, and they knew it was a woman, or yeah. 80 different women, they didn't know, you know, for they sure who they us. were. Yeah. Right. Mm. So, his whole, like trial situation is fucking crazy so 
this was in 2002, right? Yeah. February 6, 2002 is whenever he was arrested. He went through mistrial after mistrial after mistrial after mistrial until 2007. So five years later, in 2007, he was finally sentenced to life in prison with the possibility of parole in 25 years with the possibility of getting out in 2029. Why? Do you know why that was granted to him? So because of from, the mistrials? Yes. So these mistrials, <sighs> basically from what I've read, and it's it's not confirmed, but from many different things of what I've read, you know, like Reddit and stuff, people would say, oh, my uncle, blah, 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 was part of this or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, rumor is, is that Willie Picton and Dave would pay the jurors that were part of the trial to cause a mistrial. So let's say there's 12 jurors and you know, the U S that's how it is. There's 12 jurors. I don't know how it is in Canada. There's 12 jurors and all 12 have to unanimously vote, right? right? If one person fucks it up, it's a mistrial. And that's what would happen is apparently the rumor is that the Picton brothers would pay these people to cause a mistrial. So for five years, this happened. Man. So because of that, the evidence and the DNA just kept deteriorating. It was harder and harder for them to prove. Robert Picton said that he confirmed, and I mean, he says that he killed over 50 women, but there were only six of those bodies actually confirmed to him. Wow. Right? So... This is December 11, 2007. He is sentenced life in prison, possibility of parole, but for only six of those murders. So, you know, he just kept appealing, like, his whole trial. Literally kept appealing until last year. So he still has, like, an active appeal currently, And he's still alive, you know, obviously to this day. I actually, like, whenever I Googled, like, is Robert Picton still alive? The first news article said that he had COVID last year. Oh, my God. And I just, I thought it was kind of funny. You know, I'm like, oh. Karma. Yeah, I'm like, oh, that's funny. But he's still alive. I mean, he's still appealing the whole thing. And now he's appealing, like, the evidence saying that, you know, the law enforcement did like an illegal search and seizure and you know all of this which if you think about it in the early 2000s like they kind of did whatever they wanted the police yeah like yeah there was technology but it was nowhere near where it is today where people have cameras everywhere they were constantly recording like you know law enforcement was able to do their job and could do whatever they wanted and you know so yeah it's crazy he's continually to appeal you know with all that money that he has and at this point like why would you why like your life you've admitted to these things yeah you're not gonna have millions when you get out of prison or if you ever got out of prison like what is the point yeah what's the point i don't know i don't know it's weird 
Another thing is Dave, his brother, never went to prison for anything. Never got in trouble for any of this. And apparently, he says that he was never an accomplice. And there is absolutely, like, no DNA evidence or any evidence that ties him to any crime. And he said that, you know, him and his brother, yeah, they were brothers. Yeah, they lived on the same property. But they really had nothing to do with each other, hardly ever. And so he said that he did not know what his brother was doing on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, just full of lies. Had no idea what his brother was doing. There's no way. There's no way. I can't believe his brother isn't just going to absolutely snitch on that. Oh, I know. It's just crazy. Like, I don't know. but. Yeah, apparently, I mean, he didn't really snitch. He didn't say anything other than, like, no, I didn't do anything. I'm not guilty, so arrest me or anything like that. Wow. Which was crazy. Like, I read another story about Dave, and apparently, like, there were many women that said that either Dave was involved with his brother or he kind of did his own thing and sexually assaulted women um you know other than that poor kid that he ran over it's said that he didn't you know kill anybody mm-hmm. but apparently he did but still sexually be assault. yeah right. and and just even knowing right like mm. i know it's awful so know, it's crazy man the friends uh that is good old willie Picked in the pig farmer. Last uh, good drink. Canada. From Canada. Yes. Wow. That, that is one of my favorites because yeah. it is like, it's everything you could want. Right. Between like the murder and then feeding it to the animals and then the people eat the animals. And yeah. It's just. I know. The circle of life the circle of life in the serial kill (laughs) yeah in the wrong way so well awesome job i will say this for our upcoming episodes so this is a part a part tour yeah our next release is going to be a little sinister story so it's going to be a little different a short sinister story how excited i am for the sinister stories they're going to be just as fun a little shorter um but it's going to be great it will it will be so great so fun yep so uh things to remember is you can subscribe on our patreon you will we've got a couple of polls going right now we're about to release some exclusive content over from halloween and, uh, of course, you know, some shout outs, you'll have a little bit of influence in our podcast, mm-hmm. especially approaching the holidays. If you're already yeah. subscribed to our Patreon, you know, and, uh, then use code sinister 20 yes. on color up CBD's website yes. for a little discount on some yes. items. Yeah. Love it. Love it yeah. so much. All right. Well, we will see you sinisters next time. Sayonara. Stay sinister. Peace out. Bye.